Hello. Okay. Oh, wow, that's loud. All right. <laughs> you're Ben O'Brien. And you're Aaron Gleason. And you're listening to 1,000 Fathoms. Tonight, we've got a very special show for you. We're taping live at the wind-up space in Baltimore. R.M. O'Brien brings us some of his poetry. Video artist Alan Resnick reads us his play, Puma Day, Panther Day. Lola Pearson tells us about threatening your parents when you're in elementary school. Plus, a radio play from a distant future. And as all of you know, our musical guest having their album released tonight is Shark Tank. <laughs> Stay with us, it's 1,000 Fathoms, Life Below the Radar. of his poem entitled Power, as well as another poem entitled Increasingly Virtual Worlds, accompanied on, uh, by Ryan Sorrell on saxophone. Did I get it? Power, 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 power
fixes her hair in her rear view mirror. Power carries nothing in her pockets, walking late at night through Baltimore alone. I see her now, beautiful power. Dogs that never stop barking is power. Quitting your job in a recession is power. Writing new verses to an old perfect poem is power. Absurdity is power. Giving away all your power to death or a charlatan is power. The body is power. And abandonment of the body is power. And this one's increasingly virtual worlds. This isn't jazz music. I don't know what you guys listen to, and I don't know what you know or don't know, but this isn't jazz. <laughs> I am prolific. I turn all my tears into ashes. I got famous for once successfully cramming five years lonely into one night's drunk, and I couldn't kiss anyone when I was done. When I shatter a bottle, everyone stands up and removes his hat. I am the brightest thing for miles, moving around Baltimore in the most powerful machine I own. Do you know why I pulled you over? Because I get hard driving the interceptor and the lights and sirens help me make it. Because you were wanted for the unlicensed transmutation of tears into ashes. You fit a description. Because it's unlawful to shine brighter than the sun. Because there are a lot of crazies out here, and I want to make sure you're wearing your seatbelt. Robert, you are a sacred child. Your heart and lungs and light are precious to me. Because someday you will choose the body of your lover, and it may not be the body she chooses for herself. Increasingly virtual worlds. I wanted to tell them about transcendental numbers and luminescent animals, about breaking a bottle, the new national anthem. This is how I protect my immortality. And then he's like, come out here and touch your nose and I'll let you go. And if you would, touch my nose. Because it's lonely at night in Baltimore. And I am a warm body under this handcuffs and gun and telescoping club. The ashes are still glowing. The flowers are blooming at the passenger window. I am prolific, obvious. It's like, it's like I'm making a movie. Oh, Nanak, I could smear these ashes on a baby's belly and she would become a god. artist and comedian Alan Resnick who will read his play Puma Day Panther Day. Okay, uh, thank you Aaron. Uh, I think I need to explain myself a bit. Um, there was actually a miscommunication when Aaron asked me to do the show. She said it was going to be like a variety show for the radio show and I said okay I'm a visual artist, I'll do my, my visual routine. I, I'm known for these visual routines, they're spectacular, and I had this whole routine plan where there was gonna be laser lights and smog and smoke and projections and pyrotechnics, and it was gonna be fantastic. It was a silent act. 
And when I got here, she said, no, it's going to be recorded for the radio. It's going to be a radio show. It has to translate. So I, I, I mean, if you're listening, you're probably wondering, why is everyone laughing? What's all the giggling about? It's because I'm actually wearing this funny costume. And, <laughs> and I didn't have time to change, so I'm just going to fill you in on the joke. I'm going to try to describe it. Um, so I have these, pe these big, funny pants. These are like these really cool, wacky pants. They're like... They're big. They're big. They're they're not big. They're long. They're like these. They're they're too they're too long, and it's it's funny. But and it's like this garbage bag kind of silk material. But they fit. They fit. And I'm also my shirt is like one of those big down puffy shirts, and it's got this pattern on it. It's like one of those magic eye patterns. It's hard to explain. You know that uh, that pleated thing that around girls' dresses? Like the sleeves are made of that. And I have this mask on, this like political mask, but it, it's got a big brim and it kind of covers my eyes and mouth. You can, you can see, there'll be photos online. Okay, Ben, um, I'm going to read my play. I'm going to read a scene from my play, Puma Day, Panther Day, but Ben asked me to talk about my father first. I thought that was an odd request. But I'm just going to tell a brief story. When I was in middle school, my dad took me out to Ruby Tuesdays to treat me to some french fries. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. I love the fries. Uh, son, son, after this, I'm going to get you a gift. After, the, after you finish up, I'm going to take you to the toy store and get you a gift. Thank you, Dad. That's well-deserved. Thank you so much. Well, I, would, I would love it if you got me some magic cards. Son, I'm going to get you pogs. I don't want pogs. I would love a deck of magic cards. Son, I'm getting you pogs. Dad, uh, I think I know more about this than you. In, in my middle school, magic cards are the coolest toy. Everyone's got magic cards. I could really use a fresh deck. Son, I'm going to get you some pogs and a slammer. Dad, I, I don't know what pogs are. I've never heard of pogs. I think you should listen to me. Anyways, I, went, anyways, I convinced him to get me magic cards, which was a win for me. And the next day, I went to my, uh, my middle school, deck in hand. And, Everyone had pogs, and my the, the point is not a good story. It's just that my dad knew knew that pogs were cool, and I didn't know. So now I'm going to perform a scene from my play, Puma Day Panther Day. And everyone, every, good play. Everyone seems to enjoy it. Um, and I'm I'm just going to read a scene. I'm going to be playing all the characters. So I'll be playing Coach Grail, Tina, and um, Principal Honeycoat. So. Um, Start off, I'm going to be Coach Grill. Tina, I'm sorry. Tina, what are you doing here? You know students are not allowed to be at both Puma Day and Panther Day. Tina. Coach, I'm sorry, but... Coach. No, no buts, Tina. Puma Day and Panther Day are separate events. You cannot attend both. Puma Day and Panther Day are the pride of this county. You know that. These events are steeped in tradition. This is a major violation. You have to leave right now, Tina. Coach, I know I can either be at Puma Day or Panther Day and not both, but please, listen, this is an emergency. Coach. We are about to have a huge problem here, Tina. Leave. This is Panther Day. Look out onto that soccer field. Look at the students. What are they dressed as? <laughs> Tina. Panthers, I know, but please, let... Okay, there's a note here that says that the panther costumes are really impressive and they look like real panthers. <laughs> Coach. What are you dressed as, Tina? Tina. Coach, I know, a puma, I know, but listen, there's something I have to tell. Coach, this is very upsetting. You were one of my best players. You need to leave. Get to the shuttle bus. It's over there behind the bandstand under that big cola sign. Take the shuttle bus to the shuttle car and be with your family. 
This is not the day for pranks. This is Panther Day. Puma Day was last week. I'm really disappointed in you, Tina. This is not like you at all. Does your mother know about this? What a mess. You better not let those panthers see you dressed like that. I could lose my job over this. Leave before, oh no. Principal Honeycoat, he saw us. Oh, he's coming over. Oh, 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 hello, Principal Honeycoat. Okay, Principal Honeycoat. Coach Grill, do you think it's Puma Day? Is Panther Day a joke to you? Coach, no, sir. Principal, are you having fun, Coach? Coach, no. Principal, how about you, Tina? Are you having fun? Tina, no, Principal Honeycoat. Principal, and now he's facing the crowd of uh, students dressed as Panthers. How about you, Candy Middle High? Are you having fun? And then all the Panthers say, yes! Okay, this, the scene ends with um, all the students doing a Panther chant and a traditional uh, synchronized Panther dance where they act like real Panthers and we cut back and uh, the coach and the principal are having a fight and Tina isn't in the scene anymore. Um, the principal, it's a fist fight, and the, and, the, and the coach has the principal in a headlock, and they both have these really big smiles, and maybe their pants are off. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> story is from Lola Pearson, a local playwright who got her start at the typewriter at a pretty young age. Uh, she didn't make her start writing dialogue, though. She typed threats to real people. Well, specifically to one person. Lola Pearson. Thanks. Um, oh, so loud. Um, so... Um, when I was a kid, I grew up in Baltimore, and uh, when I was a kid, my dad worked all the time. He would work like 80, 90 hours a week. And um, because he worked all the time, he would have to take me and my brother and sister to the office with him on weekends. And we would play this game called Office Busters that involved like um, using the intercom phones to call every other phone in the office, and if you caught someone in another room with the phone, like while you were calling them, and they were busted, and you would scream, "Office busters!" <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> and we and we went once, and I and I went up to my dad, and I asked him what a bastard was, and he was kind of upset, and he was like, "Where did you learn that word?" And I pulled this thing out from behind my back that said, "Sue the bastards," and I was like, "I found this in the trash." And, um, and he didn't like that, but my sister and brother were delighted by it. And they made up this song about me called Trash Digger. And the, the chorus was like, trash digger, na-na-na-na-na-na-na, trash digger. And then the, one of the verses was like, <laughs> there were actually a lot, but one of the verses was, she's so poor, she eats dirt off the floor. And then I would go back to the chorus. And they would, say, they would sing it to me like again and again for years. And it actually got so tormenting that my dad had to start taking me to the office alone and leaving my brother and sister at home with my mom, which was sort of better because then I wasn't getting picked on, but was also sort of worse because I couldn't play Office Busters and because it was really boring. I thought, like, my dad was just working, so I was just, like, sitting at this office. Um, 
So it's actually where I learned how to type because they had all these typewriters, so I would play on a typewriter. And, um, and I penned this letter to my father that says, Dear Mr. Pearson, <laughs> I want you to meet me Tuesday afternoon at 3 o'clock. At that time, I will kill you. <laughs> and then... And then I remember, I remember like pulling it out and being so proud of myself that it looked so professional that I was, I was worried that my dad would stay home from work because he didn't want to get killed by whoever had penned this letter. So then in pen, I wrote at your house so that he would avoid the house and go to work that day. But then I, then I was worried then I was like, oh, but I don't want him to be worried about my mom and me and my brother and sister at the house and stay home from work for that reason. So then I, I was sure he couldn't recognize my cursive writing. But then, the, so I, then I wrote in big capital block letters, at your house. So then I left this letter on my dad's desk for him that said, dear Mr. Pearson, I want you to meet me Tuesday afternoon at 3 o'clock. At that time, I will kill you. At your house. At your house. And then, because my father is a huge spaz, he actually took this and filed it and kept it and now loans it out to me for performances, but it is so worried that I'm gonna lose it that he actually made me make a, a color copy of it, which he holds on to when I take this file. Hello. My name is Chuck, and this is Christopher Kristofiak, and John Mara, and Connor Kaiser, and Shannon Hadley. And we have a show for you. The Cusp of Tomorrow. Episode number two. Whisker Tango. out there in that mindless void. I've never seen so much plain space before. It's as if matter is not welcome out there. Thank you, Captain Zimmerman, sir. I was getting eager myself, especially since this is our last stop before heading home. Well, I can't wait to return home after a year of harvesting the Pintag flower from these worthless planets, as safe and uninhabited as they have been so far. Yes, Grisbowski. Statistically, this one should also be uninhabited. So today should be totally free of all events. <laughs> we need only four more bushels of Pintac to complete our contract. 
Our ship's, in our ship's instruments indicate that this planet is literally bleeding with Pintac blossoms. We'll have no problem collecting all we need here, and maybe even some extra for ourselves. That's nonsense, Davis. You're thinking like a child. What would we want with Pintac? It has no known use to anyone except our mysterious, anonymous client who contacted us through Facebook, too. It sounds like your cat is awake, Davis. Nibbles, I fed you this morning. You'll have to wait till we come back to the ship. That cat is the only reason I was willing to be shoved into this sardine can with you, Davis. You feed that thing until it's happy. You feed it real good. <laughs> the only thing she's interested in seems to be the Pintac. It's very strange. It's almost like she wants to take a nip of the Pintac. As though Pintac was something cats would want to take a nip of, and nothing more. That's enough talking, Davis. Let's suit up. It's not our mouths that are getting paid. I know, sir. You keep saying that. It's our strong American hands. Well, it looks like the lizard man was right. This planet is literally bleeding with Pintac. Halt! We have you surrounded. Dear God, what are these creatures? Hold, crew. He's right. They do have us surrounded. But what are they? They look like a race of cat people. Oh, dear Lord, the heaven planets. Enough! One more step. And it'll be the claws for you, meow. Now explain yourselves. What are you dogmen doing here in cat territory, meow? Dogmen? No, you've got it wrong. We're madmen. You can't fool me, meow. I've been onto your plots and schemes for my last five lives. So you might as well just say it, meow. What is it you are here for? Please, Mr. Cat, we are here in peace. The name is Commandant Socks, dogman. Mr. Socks, you've obviously got it all wrong. We're man-men here from across the galaxy on a contract to collect the Pintac flower. Pintac, meow. So that's your game. You're smugglers. No, this isn't right. They're not cute at all. They're mean. What is that abomination, meow? Davis, control your animal. This is just my cat, Commandant. His name is Nibbles. He must have gotten out of my cabin and... Oh, I can see how this might be awkward for you. Silence! <laughs> well, it would appear that you are not dogmen after all. A cat of any size would never travel with dogmen. I shall speak to the Justicar about this. Who is that? Justicar Jasper the Curious. He is the Justicar of Belly Rub Land. You are in his territory, and you will answer to him, meow. He sounds adorable. And where is the Justicar, Mr. Socks? He is in Tunatown, having the area behind his ears scratched. <laughs> I will send word to him by pigeon. And then he will eat the pigeon, but only after he has played with it for a while. And then he will come and see what to do with you strange men from the stars. And you are to touch no pintack while you await him, meow. Commandant, you have our word. Meow! <laughs> A whole planet of catmen! Can 
I can believe it. Now, I've been telling Nibbles all about how one day we'll find him a planet full of cats, and every time I tell him, he crawls on me and starts to make biscuits on my belly, like he knows what I'm saying. This planet certainly is fishy. To think how different they must be from us. Why, I bet they've developed fur-resistant clothing, something we on Earth have never achieved. Yes, well, I hope they get nicer and let us have some of their pink tag. It would be a shame to have to look for another source for our last four bushels. Can you believe how mean they are? There's a door. Their adorable Jessica must be here. Put on your game faces, crew. Let's see if these cat men be mice men or man men. <laughs> Meow, spaceman. I am Justicar Jasper the Curious. My commandant tells me you are here to collect our pintack. It is a modest request, Justicar. Your planet is literally bleeding with it. I will most certainly not tolerate the harvesting of our most valuable resource. Touch it and die, meow. My catmen will claw any of you who lays one smooth, hairless hand on our precious pintack. Please, Justicar, surely there must be something we can trade. I have many action figures in my cabin that are sure to please. Silence, meow. There will be no trade, no barter. We will not trade our prized plant for anything. Not for belly rubs, not for bells, not for feathery toys on strings, or even for little balls of foil. What in the name of my mittens Christ is that, meow? Just a car, a mysterious glowing dot has infiltrated us. That's just our ship's targeting laser, my feline friends. It must have accidentally come on. Well, I'll go inside and see, sir. Where, where did it come from, meow? What does it want, meow? Look how it moves curiously. We must study its movements. <laughs> where did it go, meow? It just disappeared. Well, sorry about that. It looks like my cat Nibbles was walking across the control panel. So, where did it go? Davis turned it off. Turned it off? Impossible, meow! An insidious creature like that does not simply get turned off. Must be after our pintack. I cannot stand how adorable this is. What are your orders, Justica? Assemble the search party, meow. We will track down this evil dot and tear it apart. You heard the Justicar men. Assemble. Double claw formation. We will flee comb these forests until the dot is found. Onward to cat glory. Meow. Meow, sir. A thousand meows for cat kind. Just stand there, crew. Get the pintack! Why, Captain? Screw it, I'll get five bushels! Meow. This is Sergeant Nibbles reporting back to Earth, Meow. The humans we contracted have done well. We have found the legendary planet of Pintac, Meow. And I am transmitting the coordinates to you, Meow. It appears to be inhabited, as we expected, 
but that will not be a problem, yeah? Send more lasers. I repeat, send more lasers. Nibbles out. Yeah. The end. Our musical guest tonight is Shark Tank. They're releasing their new CD. It's called Fun Youngs. This is their second uh, album. Shark Tank's members are Be Rich, Height, and Lord Grunge. Uh, Dan Keach, better known as Height, is here to talk with us a little bit before they take the stage. Welcome to the show, Dan. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Shark Tank as a thing since 2008. We came up with the idea. Um, now I know that you. I know your solo work, um, and I wonder. Well, I guess the bigger question first is, I know that the members all live in different states, and Brendan lives in Canada. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how do you guys go about collaborating and, and creating music together, being far apart? Um, well, we've just been doing these kind of power sessions, like. We've been doing some email things, but mostly, um, mostly like we're just together for five days or so at a time and just working and working. Mm -hmm. So how does that? How does your your process for writing songs differ from working on your solo stuff? Um, it differs a whole lot. Um, I feel like I I guess I can only speak for myself, but I I know that these dudes make me say all kinds of things I would not say otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean that there, like, are you saying that there's a certain kind of energy or a certain kind of place you come from that you can't with your other, or you don't with your other stuff? Well, maybe you can bleep this out, but like, like I say my name's Height, suck my dick. <laughs> and, and that was Grunge's idea, but I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that he thought of it, and I did. So there's a lot more... There's a lot more peer pressure in Shark Tank. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. So this is your second album that you guys have put out together. Yeah. So how is the second one different from the first? Um, well, I don't know if it really is different. It's the same, same kind of spirit, just, you know, letting loose and having fun, you know? Do you have fun in a different way with your other project, Type with Friends? Uh, yeah, totally. I, I almost feel like I don't have fun with Type with Friends. <laughs> but, 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 but no, but it's, it's, it's not all about fun all the time. You know? I mean, like, <laughs> Excellent. So, uh, being a, uh, it, as a rap group, do you guys tend to play more rock shows and you're the rap group, or is it, do you guys play a lot of all rap shows, or, or, or what kind of shows do you guys play? Um, I don't know, because we've only played like 10 shows or something. <laughs> we've been, you know, slowly getting this together and playing when, when we can. So, 
I guess we've played all kinds of different shows, but not that many. Okay. And you guys are about to embark on a tour. So how is that? What's your tour strategy like? Um, I don't know. We're just kind of like like we're playing like in Ohio and stuff like that, Pittsburgh, Erie, Buffalo. So it's just kind of like places near where we live, where we met people over the years. You know, we're not really taking the whole map by storm yet, but hopefully yeah. we will. You know. So you're doing it in sessions. Yeah. How does practicing work with you guys in different spots? Um, uh, we don't really practice that much, like, like, but not to big ourselves up too much, but we're all professionals, so we know how to, you know, get it together, get these rhymes together, and get it done. Excellent. All right, um, we should just get started? All right, so we're going to let you guys take it away and do your thing. Cool, cool. Thank you guys. Uh, thank you guys for sticking around. I'm Lord Grunge. This is my man B Rich. Yeah. And you all know the boy hype. Let's go the fuck in. We 
Make motherfucking free. Yeah. 
I'm gonna do this last song. After I tell cats, I hate oh, the cat shit, man. I didn't mean cat like a cat that meows. I meant cat as a euphemism for people. After I tell people, I hate to sound like I know Hype Man is not a fan of this style, but I'm old school, man. I, I'm from the 90s and shit. We do have merch for sale, man, and we, you know, we're, we're hitting the road for a few days. We'd really appreciate it. You can get two fucking full-length fucking players, man, for ten bucks. That's a sweet fucking deal. I don't know how you do it in Baltimore, but in Pittsburgh, that's a good goddamn deal, man. In Canada, that's fucking amazing. That's fucking, you don't see shit like that in Canada. So we, we just got CDs like, like five years ago, and they're still like thirty bucks. It's crazy. I just bought a Guns N' Roses album for like twenty-nine bucks, like last week. No joke. Speaking of Canada, baby. We're gonna let our man be rich shine. This is our last jam. This is called Out for a Rip slash O Canada Part Two. Yeah, yeah. We're taking we're taking it to the real Canadian shit. That's right, baby. Shark Tank. Dramatic fade in on the beat. The make free beat. When it hits, you're gonna you're gonna shit yourself. It's gonna be so tight. All right. Here we go. I'm from the Great White North, right? Like up above the states. Yeah. The big landmass that the rest of the world hates. Yeah. And we're like above that. It's fucking north, I guess. The big patch of trees where everybody's boarded yeah. We're just chilling up here. Sipping syrup, playing happy. Before we learn to walk, we can cross-check properly. Rocking plaid jackets, chainsaws, we operate them right. Every 20 minutes or so, and if the beats make the playoffs, I'll fucking jump in the face. So fucking money come over to my place the other night. He's like, you want to go for a rip? And I was like, fucking right. So we hopped in the truck and hit the mud, and I was like, oh, fuck yeah, bud. Just out for a rip, are you, bud? Just out for a rip. Just out for a rip, are you, bud? Just out for a rip. Just out for a rip, are you bud? Just out for a rip. Just out for a rip, are you bud? Just out for a rip. I come from the land of the polite, where shit's covered in ice. And when I'm down in the States, they're like, you're too fucking nice. Yeah, we got manners, but fucking buddies still fight. Fucking swear and fucking drink all night. Like this one time, me and fucking buddy are out having a dart. Fucking buddy burns a hole in my coat. I was like, fuck. But the goal was pretty new, right? And he's like, fuck you! I put his head in a snowbank. Just started fucking beating him right left. Like fucking boom, boom, boom. Got it, okay. He's like, okay, okay, fuck, chill out, shit. I pulled him out of the snow. We went out for a rip. Yeah! Just out for a rip, are you, bud? Just out for a rip. Just out for a rip, are you, bud? Just out for a rip. Just down for the rip, oh, you put that. Just down for the rip, fucking right. Just down for the rip, oh, you put that. Just down for the rip, fucking right. Thank yeah, you very much, Baltimore. Yeah, thanks a thanks lot. Thanks a lot. Thank you, guys, for coming. Thank you, Wind Up Space, the world's greatest coffee shop. Much love. Hope to see you at the merch table. It's going down big with the deepest discounts. Fucking sick ass CDs compatible with your iPod, smartphone, etc. Fun yours. Thank you very much, everyone. All jokes aside, Thanks. thank you very much. Hope to see you guys again real soon.